What was funny is when you and I went to the game, when Jack, when Jack Watts was going to the interchange, I do recall Melbourne supporters saying, Steph, over, don't snort it. Baby, baby, we're back. Lace Out is back. Two happy guys in the house. Our teams are winners. We're back. How good's football right now? The D's are winners. Porter winners. Football's a winner. Can't ask much more than that. Co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace. How are you feeling, my well. friend? Before we start, Caps, have you pressed record? I have pressed record, yes. We, uh, we just did 10 minutes of podcasting and Pep's... Uh, being the electrical genius that he is, did not press record. You are such a dickhead. Yes, I am such a putz. But you know what? So be it. This is come from. This is you must admit. This is the same guy that did iron the shirt with it on and burnt his chest. So <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did that. that. I did that uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> I had a crease in my shirt and decided to give it a quick iron. What were you and thinking? Not much at that particular point, but I was did sting. Oh, I tell you what, if we if we had a podcast dedicated to ironing shirts on, I, I'd be, I'm all for that. This could be a spin-off. Oh, it could be, uh, yeah, it could be uh, ironing, yeah, let's not worry about that. But you know what? The Kinks in Port Adelaide's game got ironed out on the weekend. Huge win against the Cats. Massive. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about the D's big win over the Fremantle Dockers and heave a Fremantle, ho. yes, Frio, they did not heave ho. Uh, I have got uh, some of my fellow Melbourne supporters in the fry pan this week. Um, also, I want to have a quick chat also related to the tribunal results they're in uh-huh. and just your thoughts upon those. Uh-huh. And the coaching merry-go-round is really starting to pick up some steam, especially after a couple of results on the weekend. We already yeah. know that there's two out the door. Could there potentially be another two before season's end? Time will tell. Uh We'll obviously go through the questions, the footy tipping, all the usual stuff. But more importantly, I think perfect time to start. Uh, Jamie Wallace, you're not sounding too flash. Sound is a bit of a, a bit of a chill in the air. Oh, it's got me, Peps. I'm putting up a fight. I'm, I'm probably like a like Mike Tyson with a Vander Holyfield. I'm about to bite the ear of this one. Uh, no, man, man flu's got the hold of me at the moment. So I am. Uh, buying stocks in Codgel, and I am better deemed gargle throated. <laughs> Actually, that sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I, I I am deep throated in Manuka honey. That Manuka honey is the most expensive honey you've ever seen. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Have you ever seen it? Uh, I I no, because I like can't even little, afford to tiny, look at it. Tiny little friggin' jars. They're about twelve bucks, yeah, and you get about a hundred mil of it. Yeah, sucked in. Anyway, so I'm on that. I'm on Eucalyptus one. Vic drops. Uh, you name it, I'm on it just yep. to make tonight's podcast happen. You are you are a talented individual. I also have heard a massive rumor on the Twitter sphere that this also could have been done uh, as a result of your hard physical preparation for the 2020 game next year. Not 2020 cricket, 2020 football game that Jamie and I are going to play together somewhere somehow. Um, rumor are. is that you put a huge, a huge training block in over the weekend. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, all rumours are true. I can confirm that I have commenced my 2020 pre, pre-season training. Yep. Um, on the weekend, just a hard set, I had to do one push-up. Push-up, that's it? One just, just one. Is that after, one. The, after the 5K run or the 100 100s? No, 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 no. I just, I, just, I just rolled out and did one push-up. One set of 100 or just one set of 50? 
No, just a single digit one. Yeah, just one. Uh, knuckles it would have been knuckles though, wouldn't it? Knuckles. No, no. In fact, I even I even got on the knees and did it. Okay, so let's have a chat about Port Adelaide's game. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've done it again, haven't you? Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, um, no, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. Why do you always do this for? Yep. What's the, that signed? Yeah, that's the crickets. Um, okay. Yep. Got to turn the volume up. Hey, Port Adelaide, you, you've come out and you've beaten the top of the table, three games clear, Cats on the weekend by 11 points. Mm-hmm. You're only behind for probably maybe five minutes of the game. You were in front all way. I don't think anyone saw this. I got five tips on the weekend. And your mob was the only one I missed. Did, did, did anyone pick? Did even Port pick Port? What happened? Uh, talk, talk, talk us through it, because I'm I'm stunned, and you're the only per- you're the only person who's an expert in whatever's happening or not happening at Port Adelaide. You've been very vocal about them for quite a long time. Listeners know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What happened? Pure power domination. That is the Port Adelaide. Uh, that that there is most the best and the most frustrating part about Port Adelaide. We took Geelong to the cleaners. They had only five marks inside fifty the whole freaking game. Shut Anyway, so no, we absolutely dominated. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Midfield, Travis Boak is having an absolute corker of the year. I had him written off uh, probably the last two years. Um. This year, he's gone back in the actual guts, and he is tearing clubs a new one. He is back to he is back to his captain status. I remember the game that we went to at the start of the year. He played really well, and I think you were a little bit shocked. Like mm, I, haven't seen that. I haven't seen that for a while. I don't see his name out of the best every week. Is it one of these situations where Ken Hinckley has realised I shouldn't play players in the sake of a different spot? Just playing where they're good, which is on the ball? Well, I think so. I I, I think so because um, just with the way the, the, the teams are sort of shaped up and we've had a couple of injuries going through the midfield, um, Ken's sort of been forced to keep him in there. And I don't think... Sorry, and I think that that is probably one of the greatest things that he has done this year so far. Um, secondly was on the weekend like we saw with Scotty Lysett playing just a single lone Ruckman. Because if you, if you looked at it, because he, he put the chop in earlier that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, who went out? Ryder went out? Ryder and Westhoff. So Ryder and Westhoff, year? no, there was, there was four of them in total. Four of them oh, in total. Just, oh, oh, oh Pal Pepper as well. Pal Pepper. And, 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 and a kid, Lena, I think it was. Yeah, but not about a kid. But he's taken out three pretty senior guys and put the pressure said look you know like I said I'm keeping you in I'll put the, the torch to you yeah he's come out he's had 24 disposals 5 marks 41 hit outs mm-hmm. he's even made 3 he's had 130 fantasy points if you're into that sort of stuff mm-hmm. they're big numbers for, for anyone let alone a guy that's pushing what 6-7 yep yeah absolutely absolutely and um, I think that's that's when you have two Ruckman in a team, it's a really precarious position to have because you want to... Ruckman want to play Ruck, yeah? I think that makes yeah. sense. A forward wants to play forward, a Ruckman wants to play Ruck. Uh, Scott Lysett 
is your forward, sorry, is your ruck. Paddy Ryder is not really a forward. And the problem with Paddy Ryder now is he's getting a little bit older um, and he's a little bit injury prone. So maybe it's Ken just, just, just talking to the future and saying, you know what, we've got Scott Lysett, our future's with him. He's our main man. Thanks for your service, Paddy, but we're going to um, we're, we're going to leave it there. Look, I think two Ruckman in this game still works. If mm. one of those Ruckman has the ability to play as that almost a, a another taller on-baller. Yeah. Okay. And that's why it worked last year for, for Vardy and Lysette for the Eagles. Because mm-hmm. Lysette was willing to sort of go around the ground a bit. He, he saw the writing on the wall. He decided to get out. Port Adelaide's thrown in the big cash. And he's, it's like, you know what? Just let me do what I do. Yeah. And it, it's kind of strange. I don't know why more teams don't do this. So he's a ruckman. They just let him play ruck. Yeah. But why do clubs get midfielders and try to turn them into to forwards or get forwards and try to turn them into midfielders? I think there's just people who are midfielders, backmen. Yep. Centers. Mm-hmm. Interchange, yeah. Philip, I think people have their role. You can sort of blend over one or the other. That's just a perfect example of you know what we're just going to let you play, Bokey. Yep. We've tried this; it's it hasn't worked. Just put you on the ball. Yep, and, yep. and it's worked. Yep, and yep. Dixon being back as well. Look, I've been vocal about Dixon and saying he's not that much. He, he he's not a pure forward in terms of he's got pretty terrible hands and he's got a terrible kick. Um, but he's two hundred and three centimeters. And he weighs over 100 kilos, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna crush some skulls when he's down there. So that's what you want from a forward. If you're gonna go down there in your forward line, he's gonna take your best, best backman. Yep, absolutely. Because you have to stop him. You have to stop mm-hmm. him, and just gives those that ability for the the, the the floaters through. Geelong, they just didn't seem to be on their game at all. They looked slow. Yep. They didn't like the pressure at all. No, but they were they were about half a meter off the ball the whole time, um, and. I'm not delusional here, even though I'm delusional, but I'm not delusional. If Geelong had turned up, the Geelong that had played three weeks earlier turned up, the game was over. We would have got smashed. But Geelong and this and this and this hoodoo continue. Eight eight no. But, oh, Zero and eight after buys. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's that's that's almost as bad as St Kilda full stop. Ooh, we're going there early, are Yeah, we're we? going there early, but all right, let's do it. No, no, no. We'll get to there. We'll get there later. Oh, you sure? But that was a massive going? effort. But, you know, you have a look at some of the numbers. Selwood's only had 19. Kelly only had 17. Ablett only had 19. Uh, Tom Hawkins didn't kick a goal. Oh, sorry, it's Tom Atkins. Apologies. Yeah. Um, Tom, Tom but, Hawkins didn't kick a goal for the game. Yeah. Gary look, Rowan, did he get knocked out again? He got concussed. And Dalhouse, I think three went down in about 24 seconds. Dalhouse, uh... Gary Rowan and someone else. Anyway. Oh, Gary. Uh, Graham Mears, I think his name is. Oh, just, that's it. Yeah. Look, Port have good kids. Port have a really oh, good... Oh, you've got, you've got a triple... You've got, the, you've, got the, you've got the three Stooges from last year's draft. Yeah. You've, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you nail those? Yeah, we did. Anyway, I'm sick of talking about Port. Let's, let's, let's change the subject. Let's go something cool. You know what the funny thing is, is that we've never had the opportunity to actually say, I'm sick of talking about Port in a positive way. For I know. a long time. Uh, all right, so where do you want to flick on to next? Uh, do you want to go tribunal? Do you want to keep it on the games and talk about Melbourne quickly while uh, we're here? Yeah, actually, you know what? Let's belt out the Melbourne game. So the D's took on Fremantle. Took my son to the game. 
funny enough, because he said to me, Dad, I want to come to the footy with you, which he, if you know my son, he's a superstar, but not, not exactly <laughs> the not exactly the most. No peps, if you know Peps, you don't want to go to the footy with him. No, I'm, I can get a little bit vocal. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it this way. Halfway through the second quarter, when they got up to about 17 in front of them, we're, we're going to get smashed here. Yeah. And then Hogan went down, which look, I never had an issue with him. You know, he, he was averaging two goals a game with us. Uh-huh. If you had a forward kick in two goals a game as a minimum, yeah, and he's kicked 40-odd every year that he's been on the full-time list, except for the first time where he had his back injury. Yeah. You, you, you know you got something there. I saw him go down, and even though he was in a different jump, he still had a bit of, oh, that's not too good. But you, you could just see people. Fife was getting it. Mundy was getting it. Um... Uh, the, the Hill brothers until Stephen went and did his knee. Brad is a gun. His gut running is... See, check out some of his gut running highlights. Were amazing. Tom McDonald was fumbling everything. He was like a... He was like a um, he was like a newborn giraffe at one stage out there. There were times that he was looking around to sort of see who do I give this to. He was almost nervous to get the ball or go near the ball. Mm-hmm. I even turned around to my dad and said, hey, Trev, he'll be, he'll be the twos next week. He, they can't keep playing him because he had nothing. Yeah. Just nothing was going right, but we were just hanging in. Yep. Can they after half time? I don't know what had happened. It was just a complete turnaround. Just some of the, the running like Viney played his best game all year. Gorn was just instrumental again. Um mm-hmm. Oliver, his last quarter was exceptional. Uh Jay Lockhart, new guy into the team this year, picked up on the sup- the supplementary list at the start of the year, was he, he's locked in the Melbourne small forward spot. Uh, then you've got Stephen May who just throws his weight around. He was just he was just a general. You just, you just know you got something there. But the biggest surprise out of the day was Sam Frost. He he can you can pull your hair out one minute and then just shake your hands and go, where's this come from? He, mm-hmm. he, it's funny enough, Melbourne supporters go to watch him to play because you, he, he is another one of the Forrest Gump brigade. Yep. You just don't know what you're going to get. And there's some there's some passages of play. He'll take a fantastic mark, chip it, hospital pass. They go down the other end, kick a goal, and then Tommy Mack. I don't know what happened. He's just come out and played two and a half quarters of just gorgeousness football. It was like he took a mark in the third quarter on the goal line, check sided mm-hmm. around, and it was almost the the switch to yeah. to reignite everything. Took a great mark down forward. He t- kicked the last goal of the game, put him in front, and it was just we were just. We were ecstatic. We're like, where has this been all year? Yep, yep. Um, it, it, it was just, it was just, it, it was just exciting. I think the, the the wet conditions helped Nathan Jones. Has massively. the has the the change in the coaching structures helped Melbourne? Oh, look, I, you, you, it's too early to say. Yeah, but they were doing things that they weren't like they weren't bombing it as much at the start. They were, yeah. Then it looked like they were getting a little bit more structure okay. as they were moving on. So. I think there's there's some there's definitely something, but once again, I, it's like players and why did they take Jade Rawlings out? And, and I can understand him coaching his own team at yeah. Casey, yeah. But to get him back, it was almost like we've got to do this, and I was wrapped that they did it. Yeah. Why would you wait another eight another eight weeks and then make the call? Then you just go look, this isn't working. Let's try and fix it now. They're not yeah. going to make finals. I said they'll they'll finish two games out. I'm still adamant that they'll finish two games out. They're only three yeah. games out at the moment. Okay, um, yep. but they, they've they've still got Lever to come back, Hibbert to come back, Melchin to come back. They, they've still got some, a little bit of talent to get back on the park. 
it's, it's going to be exciting times. It is going to be exciting times over the next um, next few weeks uh, across the board. And Fremantle, like they, they were just stiff. They just copped a couple of bad injuries, and just because of the conditions of the day, hard slog, got run yeah. over. Simple yeah. as that. That that's that's all it was. But you know, if, once again, if you're going from a statistics perspective, like Gorn is just he's had twenty, taken eight marks, forty six hit outs. He's kicked a goal, three tackles. What more can you ask from me, big fella? Tommy McDonald's, Oliver's had a casual 28. Petrarca, he comes every single week from Melbourne supporters, and I think he's been one of our best this year. Yeah. He doesn't do it. He, he just... he just One of your best? Oh, that's a big call. No, but he, he's... Oh, if you had to put him in our top... I'd say top five for the year, he'd be in our top five for the year. No, easily. he wouldn't. I would say. He, the stats don't show it, but he, he has just been... Really, look at what he's we're going to get into. He's, he's, he's been a boulder on the forward line. He's been... He's, he's probably had his best game for the year on the weekend as well, too. Lockhart, yeah. Brayshaw. I could go through the whole list. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was just awesome to see, see us get a win against a quality team because remember last year, Melbourne don't beat anyone in the top top eight. Don't beat anyone in the top eight. They've gone away yeah. and they've beaten a team sitting fourth. Can't ask for much. Maybe, more, maybe Lockhart enjoyed the, uh, the Michael Walters headbutt. Well, if we talk about the Michael Walters headbutt... Um, the artist formerly known as Headbutt, which is going to get you a week because he got off tonight. He did. Yep, got off. Got Second off time on in his. 12 months. Pardon? Second time in 12 months he got off. For headbutting? Yep. Hmm. Here's an idea. Don't headbutt. Just win games <laughs> off your own boot. People are going to remember you that. He's done it three times this year. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a frustrating thing. But, and look, the umpire said, look, he, he pulled him towards. He- chests have collided. Head's gone forward. Lockhart said, look, there wasn't much in it. Umpire said, look, the action was there. They just came out and said, Lockhart, do you reckon he deserves a week? He said, nah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. St- look, stupidity more than anything. Yeah. Just just don't go to the well too often. All right? Just yeah. don't go to the well too often. If we want to keep going, unfortunately, on the flip side, though, good old um, Mr. McGovern, he's, uh, he's weak stood. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, look, it's there. I'm going to say it's there. Because I feel you and I bash footy enough every week. Let's just say that one was there. The Eagles challenged and it failed. So, yeah. look, I, Ruff, I, th- I think um, he, he, sla- he absolutely poleaxed him into the fence. Oh, that's he, not, that's he, look, he poleaxed him. I don't think he was trying to put him into the fence. I just think that the fence was there. Oh, you don't he hit, no, I think he hit him enough. Look at the size difference between the two of them anyway. I know, but that's still you got to take into consideration. I actually don't think that... I reckon... Look, honestly, I don't think he got a week for that. I just think he got a week for stupidity. Stupidity... Yeah, could have been no, no, no. Stupidity in the fact that they didn't get an ambulance to take the poor bloke to hospital. They put him in the back <laughs> of a cab and wheeled him all the way out into Perth Hospital. <laughs> Is that just amateur hour? They spent all that money on that stadium, a billion dollars on a stadium, but no ambulance to take a player who's concussed. Oh, I don't know. I think you reckon he I used think, a cab charge. Well, no. I'm, I think amateur. I think real amateur would be getting Scooty, Scooty, or Didi, <laughs> Didi. They've been plugging the apps at the Didi moment. Been Didi, plugging. holy moly! Wow. I can't. I can't watch a thing on news.com without getting a bloody Didi app at the Didi moment. Didi or a Scooty? No, I want to. Oh. I want to give Scooty a go. Well, give it a go. Don't be afraid. Well, I am. 
Hey, YOLO, um, Pips, YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Hey, I, um, I heard something very interesting. Um, What's that? Usually every one of one of the big things that comes out every single uh, every single week, every single year is the fines. So players get their fines. So we know last week that Jaden Steven got his twenty thousand dollar fine. We also know that players get their fines for for um, nipple twisting, pinching, running into umpires, etc., and so forth. Yep. Did you know mm-hmm. that players' fines are a tax deduction from the player? From the player, who pays the fines? The players pay the fine. Do they? Yeah, they or do. The club pays the no, fine. The, the, it comes straight out of their match payments. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's a tax deduction. But they're tax deductions because it's a work. 100% because it's a tax related expense. Oh, that's bullshit. (laughs) That's bullshit. Um, Where did I hear it? I heard it on one of the footy footy wrap ups on the weekend. They were just talking about a few things. And somebody came out. I think it was Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw was talking about it. He goes, yeah. That is the biggest It is the biggest rot. Now, if I'm wrong, people, say it in the comments on the Facebook page. Lace out out podcast on uh, Facebook. Or on Twitter as well. But yeah, it's a tax That's deduction. A I thought, oh, 20 grand, man. He's in trouble. No, nah, he just puts that through as a tax deduction. Work-related expense. This is bloody Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. Oh, no. They're I think we're, we're in the wrong profession. I reckon, I reckon you might need to do two push-ups. You could be on a list next year. Are you serious? That I'm is serious. Tax, tax deduction. deduction. Yep. AFL players who get fined, they can put the fine through as a tax deduction. So who gives a shit if you get a fine? Who gives a shit? The AFL is going to win. They're going to get money, but then the player is not going to be is going to get taxed at a lower lower threshold because they're just throwing money away and getting it back one hundred percent after tax. It's a tax deduction. I could not oh, believe. I, I almost right, swerved man. the car. I almost swerved the car. Accountants, any accountants out there? Let us know. What a rort! It is a rort and a half. That one. Can I? Can I? Can I do CityLink fines and police fines oh, as a tax deduction? Oh no! It's my job. I get to work. Yeah, but you're not actually working at the time. Oh, that's bullshit. It's, isn't it? It is crap. Ah, the life of an AFL footballer. Go and punch someone and claim it as a tax deduction. Doesn't get much better than that. Crap. Hey, um, all right. Let's turn to a bit of a serious side here. We've got some coaches who are in some trouble. Now, people know who know me and you who also you know me quite well, Mr. Wallace, is that I am a huge pro wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Um, back in the early 2000s, whether I was a WCW or a WWF man, I was a WCW all the way. I was and, WWF all yep, the way. Yep, WWF all the way. Now, one of the biggest things on WCW at that time was Goldberg. Everybody <laughs> yes. knows Goldberg, the Goldberg chant, etc. And oh, his yeah. catchphrase was, who's next? That's all it was. Who's next? <laughs> I reckon they should get Goldberg to come out and with comes to the coaches, who's next? Because... Is it Warsfold? Is it going to be Richardson? Or is it going to be somebody else that we haven't even thought of at this stage? Because Hinkley was one that you were thinking for quite a while that his neck would be on the chopping block. I still think that. You still think that? So Warsfold, he's been there. He, he came at a different time than Richardson. Oh, I didn't know Richardson had been there already, I think, six years. Yeah, 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 he has. That's a long time. And didn't Port Adelaide make... St Kilda pay something like $10,000 as compensation to get him over? Um, how deep into your story do you want to go with this? I can oh, tell you. Well, the, well, well we might as well, because we're talking about the subject. Let's start with Richo. Go for okay, it. Okay, so 
so Richo was an assistant to Ken um, back when Kenny first took over in 2013. So Richo was his assistant. Um, if you remember then, Scotty Waters was the coach of St. Kilda and it was coming right to draft week, if not the week before draft. Yep. And they fired Scott Waters out of, out of the blue. Remember that? Remember that? Going into work one day, it was the Thursday morning and I remember that Scotty Waters has been uh, released by St. Kilda and there was press interviews. So then it was all about, no, 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 no I'm not interested in this job, not interested in this job, um, he was saying at the time. And then he spoke to Ken and Ken said, well, you know, you got your permission. The big hoo-ha at the time was we were right before draft and we lose a senior assistant coach. Yep. Um, over to them with all of the draft, with our draft IP and all of that. And there was a bit of hoo-ha about it. So he's been there at St. Kilda, um, yeah, for a long time now. And um, just a shameless plug here, he did come from the Port Adelaide coaching system where Clarkson's come from and all of those coaches, all Port Adelaide products. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, he did. So he's been there for a long time. He's been there for a very long time. So back to the story. <laughs> so what do you reckon? So he, so he went across and they weren't going to release him until some unless some compensation was paid. And I think it was... Yeah, it, was money. Best it, was money. it wasn't much. It was like hey, hey, tax deduction. Tax deduction. Know. Tax deduction. Um, and he's he's running it around. He's, he's been there 123 games, 43 wins, 78 losses, two draws, winning percentage of 35 percent. Yep. Um, in that time, no no finals whatsoever. Okay, Not even high, looking the, like it. Yeah, the high, the most amount of games he's won was in 2016, which was 12. Yep. Which these days that wouldn't even get you near the finals. You need almost 13 to get across the line. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's in trouble, but is his list once again? Is his list any good? Great question, because I actually heard a lot of St Kilda supporters yesterday on the radio calling up. Because, I mean, it's not a matter of now. Um, if, but when, with Alan Richardson. And they were saying, look, if you take the last three years, he's had significant injuries to 18 of his best sort of 25 players. Yep. Last year, let's, let's let's take last year out of the equation where he only won four games. The year before that is what they needed to be and improve on that for this year. Yep. Um, but he hasn't had the cattle on the park. He's lost his best players. They haven't had that team. And look, Look at Richmond right now. They've got a few players out, but their key their, their key players, about three key players are out for them, and they look like a different team. I don't think St. Kilda's had their best team on the park now for almost four years. No, they've been hit really hard. But yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at some of these names that are out, okay? So uh, Logan Austin, shoulder, indefinite. Jack Bytel, back season. Jaron Geary, with his leg, eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Max King, ankle, season. Billy Longer, concussion. Not too sure. Jack Loney, one to two weeks. Paddy McCartan, season. He's over in US. Uh, Ed Phillips, Triple M. Oh, sorry, hamstring test. Uh, Dylan Robertson, heart. There's a season. Jack Steele and Jack Ste- uh, Jack uh, Jack Steele, one to two weeks with a knee. Uh, Jack Stephen, mental health, two to four weeks. Jimmy Webster. Yep. What's that? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. They got fourteen on their in. 14 on their injury list. Now, if you've got 42 players, that means they've only got 28 fit players to pick from. Yeah. 
It's not leaving all, much. All those players are almost walk-up starts. Most of them would be. Yeah. Most of them would be. Oh, it hasn't been easy. Not whatsoever. No. And that's but, and I think that's what's different to what he's copped to what Warsfold has copped. Okay. Because Warsfold, okay. he's been there four years. He came on. Remember he came on after Herd had been kicked out? Thompson was booted out, etc., and he yeah. took on yep. for that year, and then he's been with them ever since. So yep. he's been there four years. But what do you reckon his winning percentage is? Oh, about 36, 37? 40. Okay. So he's at 40.5%. Yeah. Which isn't too bad. But is this another case of people thinking that their list is better than it is? Because I know, I know Essendon supporters... And they think they've got the greatest list ever. I, I think what the biggest I don't know, illusion was how they finished off the season last year. Everybody thought that they were going to be world beaters. I think they won how many of their last eight? Yeah. They had that massive run towards the end of the year. Eight out of their last 11, I think they won. Yeah. Yep. But let's just have a look at the list that they've got, who they've got missing. And you tell me who's got the, who's got the bigger list out. Okay. So Jan, Joe Danaher's out for the year. Sam Draper, out for the season. Uh, uh, Orazio's out. He's got a test. Uh, Matt Gwilfie, uh, concussion ribs. Uh, Ali D. Burns, from, they're still trying to peel him out of his uh, boundary at Optus, but test. Devin Smith, knee for the season. James yep. Stewart, groin test. Stringer yep. and Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Had, they've only got three people out for a season. Mind you, yep. two of those are... Probably one of your best midfielders and probably your best forward. Stringers yeah. out. Outside of that, they're not missing a lot. No. So the question needs to be asked, is Worsfold in a worse position than Richardson? When I look at it from that perspective, I would almost say yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think Worsfold has got a lot to worry about at the moment. If I'm... Purely putting it on um, performance over time. Okay. Uh, but it's not saying that I disagree. I just, it's not saying I disagree with you at all. I think I think what you're saying has complete merit and truth to it all because he's at least had a had a better a, a better amount of players to pick from. And you're also correct in saying that Essendon probably rated their list way higher than it actually was. Like you look across that team, there's no stars. No. There's nothing excited about. I look at that team and go, aging, aging list of team, uh, sorry, aging list of players. Um, look, I do think Alan Richardson, Alan Richardson will lose his job. Yep, that's unfortunate because he's had absolutely nothing to choose from from the past four years. Uh, and I think Worsfold will probably get. Ooh. His contract goes for what? Another year or yeah, year I don't reckon he'll no. I don't I don't I don't reckon he will get a new contract, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes around again next year. Yeah, but he's got big money on his contract too. Essendon. Oh, does he? Yeah, okay. He's gone big money over at Essendon. But here's the thing as well, too. So there's only 50, 58.4 difference between the two teams. Yeah. And you would think that Essendon would be the higher of the scoring teams, which they are, but only by fifty. Yeah. Um, it's the defensive side of things where they're getting smashed. And if you go through that list that we rolled through from a St Kilda perspective, yeah, their defenders are getting hit. You know, they're about a hundred and hundred and 
440 odd points behind. Yeah. You know, if, yep. if, if, if you're able to stop 140 points is not that much. That's what, 25, 26 goals. Yeah. It's not that much. I don't know. Um, look, my final thing on this one here is there are uh, huge talks with huge coaches happening. Oh. And if you were a team that was thinking about turning over your coach in the next two years, would you pull the trigger early? You've got to pull the trigger. You look. Well, you then, have a look who's on the market. You have a well, look then, who's on the market. Well, then there's three coaches in trouble. That's Ken Hinckley, Alan Richardson, and John Walsfoe this year then. Yeah. Well, if, you, you think, right? And misses, if Ken misses the finals, you could almost count him as um, as, as, as as a coach with, with the head on the chopping block. Well, the, you know, you, let's go through some of the rumors that are being thrown around. So the, the rumors are at the moment that they're, uh, North are throwing the kitchen sink at John Longmire yep. to get him down. I yep. can definitely see that. Carlton apparently... Should be throwing the kitchen sink at Alistair Clarkson mm-hmm. to get him to Carlton. Upwards yep. of, they reckon, $2 million a year. Jesus, okay. Wow. Which, which is what it's going to take to get him out of Hawthorne. Wow, yep. And also, um, Brad Scott. Brad Scott. St. Kilda yep. next year. Paul Ruse is back in the swing again. No, he, as won't, a, he won't coach. A, I, I would be surprised if he coached. Maybe as a, a... coach, as a director. As a, as a, and you know what? Good on him. More of a mentor, I think. Yep. But you know, once again, you look at it. Yep. Coaches are, um, coaches aren't safe. You only have to have one bad year. Yep. Pressure straight back on you. And then you've got other things that you got. You got John Blakey up in Sydney as well, who's done the AFL Academy program. You've got Schofield over in Port Adelaide, who's also highly regarded. And I think he's won the last couple of um, w, uh, waffle premiers with. Uh, Claremont, don't hold me to that one there. One of the waffles. Um, so there are a lot of good coaches in the market at the moment. Um, chuck in those three big names that you've already spoken about. Um, yeah, you you you'd be you'd be kicking yourself if you didn't put your hat in the ring to try and snag one of those thing, one of those coaches. Was it Jordan who said you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take? Yeah, it was. That's a perfect example of it. Why wouldn't you have a crack? Yep. All right. Um, one other thing before we get into the fry pan. Don't know if you saw this. Some interesting news that the AFL have uh, decided to not give the ability for clubs to put more than one year's future draft pick as part of the trading system. So in terms of future picks. So at the moment, since 2015, you've been able to put next year's pick in if you Mm -hmm. wanted to. Yeah. But clubs have been pushing, we want maybe two, three years worth of first or second or third round picks as well. Yeah. To, to try and because you know, to get it to get a big player out, one one big pick isn't enough. Yeah. The AFL have gone, nope, we're not going to do that because if clubs get it wrong, oh too bad. I fully support the AFL on this one. How do you feel about it? I don't. I knew that you'd say that. Yep, no, nope, I don't. And why here's do you, why. Why do you say not? Okay. I think what that, that's almost a scapegoat for clubs. It's almost having that security blanket. Because I mean? think club... No, well, because here's the thing. I think clubs need to have that responsibility. Now, if you want to go and trade away three of your first-round draft picks for a couple of midfield guns, go right ahead. That's your choice. Like everything in life, it's all about choice, bro. And if clubs want to do choice that, bro. they should be choice, able to do that. And if yeah. they mess it up, they've got no one to hold 
accountable except themselves. Yeah, but you're going to have the problem where you've got a club who's trading or making, like, imagine Gold Coast without yep. all of the picks they had and how they traded all those really uh, mature players yep. who were guns. They would be shot. They still are shot. They still are shot. So it doesn't make a difference. And if it but works, you can turn what, what, clubs around really quickly. Product. And if it doesn't work... But the AFL is trying to protect their product. The clubs are a product of theirs. And, and I think that's where the biggest issue is. That's where it lies. Is that because they're not independently owned? They can't do this sort of thing. Yeah. But it just but, goes to show, we, 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 you know, how many interviews do we have to talk about? How many times do we have to hear about the AFL and the way that they run things? I reckon, I don't think it's, we, we talk about it every week and we're not going to go on about it, but I reckon this is one of the worst run years of the AFL in quite a long time. We could go through all the issues, but we've only got, that'd be, that'd be a guest, that'd be a special that we could do. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of challenges on their plate at the moment, the AFL. You've got mates, and I've got mates who are saying the same thing, which is basically is boring. Other than your own team, it's a boring thing to watch at the moment. Yeah, I just don't think... The, and one of the things I did realise after watching a number of the games is that the umpires don't have a feel for the game. Oh, I've actually got one from Phil A. Min Josh about the, um, about the umpires. Okay. Should we get to the listener questions shortly? Sure. Do you want to go, where do I go now? I want to go to a bit of a fry pan. I want to get the fry pan going. Hold on. Just, uh, just get a bit of a... Ooh. Can you, oh, yeah, there it goes. Just start, start have a bit of a sizzle. Mm. Mm. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that? Yes, uh, the Mater D has just come in and said that uh, uh, they'll have one order of Melbourne supporters, please. Ooh, so I'm bagging out my own group here. Now, it's as simple okay. as this. I went to a game on the weekend to watch my team versus Fremantle. As you know, in the off-season, there was a trade that was made, which was a certain Mr. Jesse Hogan went back to Perth. Who? Who? Jesse Hogan. Have you heard of him? If no, not, look up guy. his highlight package. I could not believe that this guy and everything that he'd gone through decided to go back to Perth, which I totally understand. This guy in the space of a year had um, his father pass away, testicular cancer, and also broke his collarbone in the space of a year. Most people don't ex- experience that in a lifetime. He's come back. He said, look, I need to go back to Perth. I need to pretty much, I need to be around the people. And I totally get that. He was out of contract this year. So if he wasn't going to move last year, he was going to move this year. Well, first kick of the day. Guess what starts? The boo start. And then the Hogan, you traitor. And Hogan, you are useless. And Hogan, you're a wanker. And I'm sitting there going, do you understand what this guy did for us for three, four years? He was going to go anyway. He had the right to go. And then supporters, it's just fickle. Instead of, you know, well done, mate. Really appreciate your time. Giving him a pat on the back. Well done. They have to go the shit route. And there was just no need for it. And then what happens, I was gutted when I saw him go down with his foot. Yeah. Suck eggs. Cop that, Hogan. That's all you deserve, your dog. And I'm I'm almost (laughs) turning around going, like, really? (laughs) Less than 12 months ago, you're cheering this bloke on, but because he's decided to make a move for Perth, piss off. Like, I can't uh, stand that at all. It just uh, gripes me. Gripes me. But I will, I will say one thing, though. The Melbourne supporters did get it right once. When uh-huh. Tom Scully went to GWS, the first time he played the Ds, there were supporters with money bags, like bags of fake money. There was guys walking around with jackets with money pinned to it. Um, Tom Scummy with a dollar symbol it was gold the <laughs> AFL were just like this is out of control because he went for a million dollars a year 
and the old man got 200 grand for being a recruiter as well. That was perfect because he's gone for money. This guy's gone for his home welfare and we've just like kicked him to the curb. You've got to give him, you've when, give when, him a bit of respect. What was just, funny is when you and I went to the game, when Jack, when Jack Watts was going to the interchange, I do recall Melbourne supporters uh, saying, step over, don't snort it. <laughs> of the, <boundary, laughs> the boundary line. Oh, that was gold. Step over it, don't snort it. Oh, God. That Classics. wasn't me, was it? Uh, could have been. No, could have been. No names. No names. No names. But, um, um, yeah, but that's, it's just fickle. And I, I just think you enjoy the game. People have got choices. That's the land of the, you know, the, the lay of the land these days. But, yeah. you know, the guy did everything yeah. he possibly could. The only issue I have there is booing when someone's injured and saying stuff like that. Oh, I can't stand that. That's piss yeah, weak. That's piss weak. I reckon, right. it's, I reckon you know what's even funnier? When supporters bag out teams when they're 20 goals back. Oh, I copped that. Oh, not good enough today. And you're like, you're 20 goals down. Yeah, it's like, what exactly. the point? What the point? Hey, um, all right. Philly Ming Josh has got a question. He has. What's he got for us? All right. And I think this one is probably going to hit your heart as well. Ready for this? Yep. Go for it. Uh... Is there a more useless piece of technology than umpire cam? No one gives a shit about the umpire. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, that's a way. They love to show it. Oh, what's the point? What's the point? Yep. It, it, it's a wank. It means adds nothing. And all you see, because they've, because they've scummed out and got the cheapy GoPros, the GoPro Hero 4, which means it doesn't have the auto stabilization. <laughs> image stabilization. <laughs> It looks, like you're, it looks like you're sitting on a jackhammer every time that they run. Well, he was, he was saying that he almost gets nauseous watching it because all he's seeing is just the bouncing and jogging around. Oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? I know. I, 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 I that, just, was a question, that was a question. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I can't stand it. I, I, I really think it is a joke. That doesn't show anything. It doesn't do anything at all. No. Um, no. And it, it's, oh, oh, it's, oh, oh. I almost bloody knocked my microphone over. Did you? Did you see... Saturday night, Peps. Yeah, talk to me. They've got Snicko in the posts at Adelaide Oval. That, that's going to, that's been around for all year. They just haven't turned it on. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah, they were going to do Snicko in the post. But once again... They've got Snicko. But why have it at one ground and not have it everywhere else? It's, uh, this is the thing. Technology, why, why have it? If it doesn't know, work it properly, it, the whole goal review system is an absolute farce. It can be 45 metres out. Oh, touch that. Come on! It's not. It was all it was meant for was the ones that, you know, on the goal line and touch. Now everything is forty five meters out. Ooh, touch, touch, and they go back and review it. No, nah, it's it's not right. It, I love it's, it. I don't get it. I love it. It's a waste nah, of time. It's a crack up because then the snicker like, when they when when, when they like, did the rock and roll of the image peps on Snicko. <laughs> the image and the Snicko didn't they, <laughs> didn't even line up. Nah. They don't. They never line up. Nothing lines up with the AFL these days. Oh, they, oh they are a farce. All right. They are an absolute farce. Into the farce. home straight. Into the, the home straight. straight. Into the home straight. Hey, um, I've got the footy tipping up here, and I'm not too happy at the moment because I am now sitting five behind fine wines. I know. Uh, Justin, he got the perfect six. He's the only one who picked them. No, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, no, he didn't. No, round fourteen. Oh, that's right. Four. Sorry. No, I got three. I did actually get five, but I forgot to put two tips in. Um, so you're on 75 at the moment. Just incredible sitting on 72. 
Yep. LOP, moi, Lace Out Podcast on 70, and Mort Meets the Eye, The Love Machine is on 69, dinner for two. He's um he's holding everyone up. But can you believe can you believe there's only like nine rounds of the AFL season to go before finals? I know. So for both of us, um For you not interesting. For me interesting. Yeah. No, I'm interested. We've got some tough games. I reckon we can cause a bit of trouble. Um Yeah. I reckon Yeah. I reckon there's going to be some interesting games coming up. I don't think there's anything going to be late. Hey, really quickly before we finish up, the Richmond is sitting ninth at the moment. Yeah. Now they are, are their percentage out, but their percentage is sixteen percent behind Fremantle at the moment, which is which is a couple of games. A long way. Big chance they're not going to make it this year, and that is that has just come down to injuries. Full stop, hasn't it? For them. Yep. I mean, yeah, for them. And this is, Peps, this is what we always say. This is starting to get that real deep bone chilling cold coming into this part of the year. And uh, the good teams rise and the bad teams fall. Yep. No, exactly I reckon, right. I reckon Richmond will, dare I say it, finish ninth. Oh, how good would it be? Oh. And, then, and then you watch. Oh. Uh, and then Dimmer will be so, coming out. We need the wild card weekend. Oh. No. Oh. Uh, no, Dwayne Russell is is Dwayne Russell Dwayne Russell is Dwayne Russell the worst commentator? Unfortunately, he's a Port Adelaide bloody NC as well. Oh, so give a shit what he is. He's a putz. Oh. I was listening to the replays on the weekend, and oh, I had to turn the volume down. All right, Dwayne Russell, yeah, or Derm? Who would you rather? Derm. Oh no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I'll take Derm. All right, here, oh. here we go. This is one for for Ash Walsh, mate of mine. Who would you take, Dwayne Russell or Bruce? Ooh. Is he a fan of Brucey? I can't stand Bruce. Can't stand Bruce. Can't stand Bruce. No, I'm with him. You take Bruce? I take. I take. Oh, I take Bruce. Yeah, I would. Oh, just yeah. I can't um, stand Dwayne Russell. Have a listen to him. He's like a broken record. Repeats the same phrases all the time. Has no feel for the game. Get him out. No, they need to. They need to change it up a little bit. Every time a coach should get sacked, a commentator should get sacked as well. Just uh, like, like Hunger Games. Like, like a, Hunger Games. Like a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a Legends game? And all they do is they run around commentating their own play. Oh, dear. Oh, be gold. Hey, um, that's it, mate. Uh, I've got some exciting news. I've got a, another interview organised. And not too sure when it'll be rolled out, but just to let you know, I have organised an interview with the Richmond Football Club's first ever AFLW coach, Tom Hunter. Um, nice. So we're going to have a chat about, uh, obviously, the role. But more importantly, he's got a really interesting backstory about how he got into coaching as well, too, because he was on the AFL list and suffered a career-ending career injury. Um, so I can't wait for him to tell that story. So um, that's going to be up in uh, next few weeks. So when that mm. does, stay tuned. Uh, just have to record it. That's it. Um, a couple of other things in the fire as well too. So I'll keep, we'll keep doing them if you keep asking for them as well. Anything that you need to add before we sign off for this week? No. No? Um, we haven't done this for a while. Let's do, before we wrap up, last thing. Oh, Who's yeah, going to win this week? Let's do a bit of a tipping. We haven't done our okay. tipping for this week. All right. Let's go to this week's fixture because it's the first time we've had a full uh, complement of games. All right. Let's rock this baby out. Okay. Starts Thursday night. West uh, Essendon versus GWS. 
I am going to go GWS by shitloads. Biddy. Biddy, yep. Cats uh, in Adelaide at GMHBA Simmons Cadinia Park. I'm going to go the Cats because they cannot play as bad as they did no. just the week gone. Uh, Hawks and Weagles. Uh, Battle of the Birds. Uh, oh. I'm going to... Oh, Jesus. This is tough. Only because the Eagles haven't got McGovern. Um, and, Hawks don't have anyone. And, oh, my God. How bad were the Eagles kicking on Thursday what'd night? They, what'd they kick? 20, 22, 28 points? What'd they kick? For, t- for two of the best AFL kicks, they were terrible. They, 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 they kicked 14, yeah. 22. Kennedy needs to get his, I don't know. Like they, they've they've had along. 36 scoring shots to 16. That should have been no. a hungy. That should have been a That should have been so, a hungy. So based on that, because Hawthorne are always annoying, I don't go Hawthorne. Yeah, they'll go Hawks. Uh, Swans versus Suns. Uh, what's that word? Laissez-faire, whatever it is. Laissez-faire, whatever it is. That, that, whatever it means, like Be a walkover. Be to complete. Swans by a lot. Okay. Uh, Collingwood North. Now, this one oh, is at Marvel, Lord. though. It's not at the MCG. You reckon? Okay. Well, I watch No Col- Jeremy Howe? Doesn't matter. I watched Collingwood absolutely rip Port Adelaide by about 47 points in the first quarter last time they played. Uh, Port and the Doggies? Ah, Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> um, Port by less than 10. Port numbers by 10. Saints and Richmond at Marvell. Only a St. Kilda for the win. You reckon that could be an upset? Only because I reckon they're going to cop it this week and I reckon they're going to win. They're due. They are due. Yeah. For a scalp. Uh, Lions and the D's up at the Jabba, the hut. Sorry, Pep's going to break your heart, but I reckon the Lions are super hard to beat up there. They are super hard to beat, but... um... I don't, I, think Tom, we, I, I, I don't think Tom Mack was the uh, anomaly, not the normality. No, no, no. I think I think will be a chance. A chance. I reckon you'll be there until you have another goal or a scoreless quarter. Oh, guaranteed. Or we'll give away a goal in the last 60 seconds, which we do every week. <laughs> and um, Frio versus Carlton. Oh, my God. This is going to get messy. That, that could get messy. Yeah. yeah da- David Teague is going to be on. He's going to be getting the shakes going. Why would I even get into this gig anymore? So, um, yeah, we're pretty much on, pretty much on par with all that. Hey, um, what's that, audience? Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, another episode down. Um, Jamie, you have been amazing as per normal. Thank you very, very much for a amazing podcast. Listeners, rumor the uh, Facebook page, Lace Out Podcast, also the same as the Twitter handle. Get back onto us. Ask the questions. Anything you want, we'll try and do it. Um. We are in pre-season for the football game next year. Uh, more importantly, um, another great week. Good luck to the uh, power this week. I think they will take out the doggies. Good luck to my boys. Good luck to all your supporters, all your teams. Keep listening. We love you. J-Dog, how do you love your football, my friend? I like it at least out. Just like my leaders. Have a great week. Go Ds. Bye-bye.